With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from Christian McCaffrey's Masseuse's office, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you? We had a buy, an unexpected, uh, unplanned. We had, buy we had an unintentional last buy last week. <laughs> Due to Sherpa the combination of scheduling conflicts we had, and technological we had, challenges. Yeah, Blog Talk Radio went down on Tuesday. It was, it was an unexpected buy, which is terrible because we had made some good picks. <laughs> no one but us will ever know that, unfortunately. <laughs> maybe we should just spend this show talking about our picks last week and how great they I were. I mean, that maybe, because be I feel a lot better about them. <laughs> Just so, just so you guys know so, that we're telling the truth, neither one of us picked uh San Francisco or Philadelphia to lose. So I mean we're we are what we are. <laughs> um How is uh, the week for your fantasy teams? Well, I'm I'm running out of I, on our our uh our giant thirty two team dynasty league. I am officially running out of quarterbacks again, which is very troubling. <laughs> And I'm running out of running backs on just about every other team. You you started Mike White at quarterback and lo and behold, who came in and immediately got you some positive points. You got some positive points later in the game, I think, but still. Yeah, yeah, but as soon as I saw him come in, I was like, Anthony Richardson and Jordan Love to uh, Mike White as your starting quarterback last week. I had a plethora of Richards, but (laughs) then it was gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, your nice teams thing. are also hit with the injury bug. It's not going well for either one of us right now. No, well, but, I think that's probably part of the course for fantasy owners now, so we'll get into that. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Plus, we've got uh, we, teams on by this week, which will make it even more yeah. challenging. So. It's, a, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one this week. But don't worry, guys. We've got you covered. We're going to give you another set of amazing picks that you guys will actually hear this week, which is great. We're going to give you the injury report, which, buckle up, is a doozy. <laughs> and then Sherpa's going to tell us what is left on the waiver wire we can possibly pick up. A few things. There's a few morsels out there still we're going to grab. We've got daily fantasy picks. We've got who to start, who to sit our top ten and bottom ten at every position, sometimes even more for feeling crazy. And we're going to pick some game winners. I, I mean, we've got a real action-packed show here for you. And if one hour isn't enough, because quite frankly, how could it be, especially following our unintentional buy, you can find us all week long all over social media, or X, whatever you want to call it these days. We're at the number four THN Inches show. We, you can always email us. Same handle, the number four THN Inches show at gmail.com. You can find our personal Twitter slash X accounts at JKIM16, fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, we're in our 14th year. There's 13 years of backed episodes. We are over 200 episodes for your listening pleasure. If you want to hear the early days, the San Antonio Holmes days, <laughs> we've got you covered. Long car ride, we're there for you. You can find that anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And, of course, we'll be with you tonight for an hour until 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and then we'll be back on our regularly scheduled time Tuesdays from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll have some less less teams on a buy, hopefully less injuries. We'll have some tricks and treats, all that good stuff for you next week. But until then, we do have, as Sherpa alluded to, six teams on a buy, the Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, thank goodness, it's the only time of the year they can't hurt me, the Texans, the Jets, and the Titans. Um, and and then we've got a few injuries. We've got some suspensions. We've got some signings. There's a lot going on. So strap in, make your Christmas turkey, your Thanksgiving turkey, whatever you want to do. We'll start out in Arizona, where they're actually not terribly wounded, uh, most of the injuries, unfortunately, are on the defensive side of the ball, which is not great going into the matchup this week. 
Um, also in our, our unintentional buy last week, I didn't get to tell you that James Conner is officially on the IR with that knee injury. He's going to be out at least three more weeks, probably longer than that, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, and there is a chance that Buda Baker might be coming back off of the IR this week. He's been on IR with hamstring injury. That would be a big boost for that defense, which is really hurting out in the secondary. In Atlanta, I mean, they're still the Falcons, <laughs> but they're they're probably the healthiest team in the league right now, believe it or not. Um, no new injuries so far this week. Knock on wood, it is, it is Tuesday, but we're getting there, so good on them, staying moderately healthy. Still not going to pick them to win a game, but, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. The Ravens, on the other hand, uh, their defensive injuries are almost as bad as the Eagles, who we'll get to in a few minutes. Pretty much anybody who's ever played linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens at any point in their life is is on the injury report right now. <laughs> it looks like they might get a couple of guys back, uh, but Tyus Bowers probably not going to play this week with a, a knee injury. Also, without a couple of defensive ends, uh, Kayvon Seymour at cornerback is not going to play again this week. He's dealing with an ankle injury. So uh, in, a, in a week where they could really use defense, they're going to be a little thin out there. In Buffalo, uh, we, we've got a few injuries, as, as we would have mentioned last week when they were, you know, coming out of London. They did lose a couple of big-name uh, defensive players, Daquan Jones, uh, Torres pectoral muscle in London. He's on IR. He's done for the year. Matt Milano broke his leg and injured his knee. He is done for the year. They both had surgery last week. Um, this week, the most notable injury was the scare we had with running back Damian Harris, who sustained a, cut, a concussion and a sprained neck. The game was stopped. They took him off in an ambulance. It was, it was a scary moment, but luckily he really dodged a bullet there. So right now he's officially listed as questionable. He's not going to be playing football this week, so don't put Damian Harris in your lineup. Uh, also notable on the injury report here is Josh Allen. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. They're considering him day-to-day. Though, quite frankly, we all are day-to-day, so it's really not breaking news. Uh, looks like he's planning to play, barring a setback between now and then. Tight end Dalton Kincaid is dealing with a concussion. He is, he's firmly still in the concussion protocol and not practicing, so... Unless you're in a really deep league, like someone like me who's starting Tommy Tremble at tight end, you probably aren't concerned about that. But for those of us who are out there, don't put Dalton Kincaid in your lineup this week. Um, again, they suffered a few more defensive injuries this week. Cam Lewis, the latest quarterback to go down, he's dealing with a stinger. He's probably going to try to play this week. But, again, they, they could certainly use all the health they could get on the defensive side of the ball. The Panthers are on a bye this week, so we're going to just table their injuries because they're not going to affect us hopefully this week or going forward. The Bears are they're in a bad way. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb on his right hand. Uh, he's doubtful for this week. They're not sure how much time he's going to miss. Unfortunately, the real problem comes in that he can't grip a football, which is not great if you're a quarterback. He wanted to go back into the game, but if he can't grip a football, it's really tough to throw it. That's that's what I found in my experience. I'm not a doctor, but I think he's going to need to be able to do that. Uh, they're also dealing with some injuries to their secondary, their offensive line. Uh, they also put Amon Ross St. Brown's brother, Equinominius St. Brown, on IR, so I guess their former Mr. Universe dad is only going to have to go to Detroit games for a while. He's on IR with a hamstring injury. Uh, Also, running back Khalil Herbert is officially on IR with that ankle injury. And running back Roshan Johnson is still in concussion protocol. So, Travis Homer, come on down. You are the only healthy running back on this roster, which is not ideal for the Bears, especially when – Really, their number one running back, Justin Fields, is not going to play. Uh, the Bengals also want to buy this week, so we're going to we're going to table them. The Cleveland Browns, we're not really sure who's going to play quarterback this week, and we probably won't know until Sunday. Deshaun Watson is still dealing with a shoulder injury. He's officially listed as questionable. He seems to be trending towards playing this week. Uh, we got the P.J. Walker experience last week, who was actually pretty serviceable. Um, it is tough to not picture him as a Carolina Panther, though, so we're all still working on that. We're in that together. So keep an eye on, on Deshaun Watson. See if he's practicing come the end of the week. But, again, keep in mind, he was practicing last week and the week before and didn't play. So Sunday morning is really going to be your, your qualifier there. Have a plan B or hopefully a plan A and he's your plan B. But so on uh, the defensive side of the ball, linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. is probably not going to play this week. He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, again, their defense really 
looking pretty good. They'd like to stay healthy. Uh, they've had a few scares. And while we were uh, away last week, it was reporting Nick Chubb uh, officially has undergone surgery to repair his torn MCL and meniscus. So he's still on track to play next year. We're all very grateful for that. Unfortunately, my fantasy team could really use him right now. The Cowboys on a bye this week as as playing catch-up from last week, noting that linebacker Leighton Vander Esch and cornerback C.J. Goodwin both went on IR. The defense is not going well there. How in Denver? The Broncos are still, unfortunately, the Broncos. <laughs> they also are piling on injuries, but shockingly, none of them are wide receivers this week. Running back Samaj P. Ryan is questionable. He did play last week, but very sparingly, he's dealing with a leg and knee injury. Um, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect his workload to increase too terribly much, so take that with a grain of salt. Tight end Greg Dolchich is still questionable coming into this week, uh, dealing with that hamstring injury. Remember, they are playing on Thursday, so we've got a short week here. And uh, linebacker Baron Browning already ruled out with a knee injury, so it's going to be a tough one this week. We'll see how this goes. Um, Lions, the Lions, the Lions. We have most of the secondaries being listed as questionable. Um, it's going to be game time decisions. Again, it's kind of a tough matchup for them this week. But what your fantasy team is probably really worried about is all of the running backs on this roster. <laughs> Every single one of them is injured right now. Uh, David Montgomery is likely going to miss this week. And, some indetermined amount of time. He's doing last week, who's dealing with that hamstring injury. He is trending towards playing this week, but again, that's going to really depend on how the rest of the week goes. So have a plan B there. And if you're really reaching running back, Donovan Knight is not somebody you want to put on your roster because he was landed on IR this weekend with a shoulder injury. So really struggling here to stay healthy uh, in the secondary and the backfield here in Green Bay. Aaron Jones has been teasing us for weeks. He's practicing again. We'll see what happens this week. Still trying to come back from that hamstring injury. Uh, Also, on the defensive side of the ball, they're dealing with some safety and linebacker injuries, uh, particularly Darnell Savage and Clay Walker. They're hopeful both of them are going to play this week, but it could go either way. The Texans are on a bye this week. They're they're dealing with hopefully getting a little healthier in in this bye week. Uh, get excited, people, because we have Gardner Minshew and C.J. Bethard coming up here. <laughs> uh, as we alluded to at the top of the show, Anthony Richardson is not playing for the Colts and might not be for the rest of the year. Um, he has a sprained AC joint, got knocked out of the game two weeks ago, uh, and this is the same injury that Derek Carr has and is playing through, so I guess there are varying degrees of this because – Anthony Richardson is apparently strongly considering season-ending surgery, which would make Gardner Minshew your starting quarterback in Indianapolis, which I'm sure everyone is really fired up about. <laughs> Keep an eye on that. I'm sure we're going dis- <laughs> My He's unfortunately not available in our league, but I would be putting him on the roster. Uh, they're also dealing with injuries to wide receiver Alec Pierce, who's dealing with a right shoulder injury. He was knocked out of the game last week. He is questionable right now. And tight end Tyler Granson is also questionable. He's in the concussion protocol, uh, not currently practicing, so we're not really sure which way that's going to go just yet. In Jacksonville, uh, Trevor Lawrence is dealing with a knee injury. Yesterday, it sounded like he wasn't going to play on Thursday, but today that might not be the case. He says he's healing fast. He's feeling good. He was limited in today's practice. C.J. Beathard would be your starting quarterback, his first start since 2020, if Trevor Lawrence can't go. So, I mean, we all know how I feel about C.J. Beathard. If you haven't, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go listen to the last three years of shows. Catch yourself up. <laughs> They're also dealing with injuries, oh, too. Can't wait till Indianapolis <laughs> plays Jacksonville again later this season when we get uh, C.J. Oh, Beathard against Gardner Minshew. You'd be in heaven. My very own Sophie's Choice. How do you pick that game? I'm just going to pick Atlanta to lose that game. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Jaguars also also dealing with uh, injury to wide receiver Zay Jones. He's been questionable the last couple of weeks. He's dealing with a knee injury. He was uh, an estimated non-participant at practice today. They didn't actually have a full practice, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, But, again, really for a deeper lineup. Their secondary also – 
definitely taking a couple of hits, and uh, guard Brandon Sheriff is questionable. He's dealing with an ankle injury. That's somebody you want in your lineup. Um, moving on to Kansas City, uh, we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift, but we are going to talk about wide receiver Justin Watson, who dislocated his elbow last week. <laughs> But he's not ruled out for this week because there's no structural damage, and they popped it back in, damn it. So they're trying to decide if he's going to play this week or be out for the next couple of weeks. So I'm not entirely sure how how we find a middle ground there, but the Chiefs seem to be trying to do that. <laughs> that's that's the biggest injury out of out of Kansas City. In Las Vegas, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo get knocked out of the game and exit the stadium in, in an ambulance with a back injury. He's still undergoing tests determine the severity of it they're saying he dodged a bullet they're looking more for like internal issues not structural issues so still no real timetable on how much time he's going to potentially miss just generally if you leave an ambulance you in an ambulance you don't play the next week so i think we can probably feel pretty confident brian hoyer is going to be under center uh who immediately completed Several passes that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't, so we'll see how that looks this week. They're also dealing with a lot of injuries to the secondary. Out in Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers got Austin Eckler back this week against my Cowboys, uh, and really the most notable thing with that is Austin Eckler managed to beat his own podcast co-host because his podcast co-host has Austin Eckler on his team, and Austin Eckler had a pretty forgettable second half. So he managed to win and lose all at the same time. I'm very impressed by this. <laughs> uh, they, they're dealing with pretty much every safety on the roster being questionable, so keep an eye on that. But the defense may not put up quite the same numbers as they normally do. Speaking of another defense on the other side of town, the Rams are dealing with a couple of injuries to their running back and most of their defensive, defensive tackles, but Biggest name here is Kyron Williams is not going to play this week. Most likely there's still an outside chance, but it looks like he's not going to play this week with a sprained ankle. Um, they're also going to be without backup running back Ronnie Rivers, who's going to be out four to five weeks with a sprained PCL in his knee. So we we need to just try to try to wrap everybody else who could potentially run a running back route in bubble wrap there. That seems to be the safest way to go. In Miami, the Dolphins are – Really the walking wounded here, uh, particularly cornerbacks and running backs. These are your biggest areas of concern here. Both Damian Howard uh, and Jalen Ramsey, oh, well, Damian Howard. We already know Jalen Ramsey's hurt, but Damian Howard is dealing with a groin injury. He's day-to-day. He's very questionable. Uh, certainly somebody you want out there on that defense, especially going into this week. Um, Jalen Ramsey is ahead of schedule, far ahead of schedule. Maybe he's not talking Aaron Rodgers ahead of schedule, but he's ahead of schedule. Uh, his return from knee surgery, he's coming back to practice this week, it looks like. So he, he might be off IR sooner than we think. Running back Devon Achan is going to be out at least four games. They put him on IR with that knee injury. Likely going to be back week 11 before the Raiders game. And running back Jeff Wilson Jr. was not activated off IR just yet. He's coming back from rib and finger injuries. They think there's a chance he's going to play this week, but they're going to have to activate him pretty darn soon if they're going to do that. So keep an eye on that. Uh, While we were away last week, the Vikings put wide receiver Justin Jefferson on IR. He's going to miss at least the four weeks, probably closer to six with a hamstring injury. And keep an eye on their defense as well. They're pretty banged up there. The Patriots... uh, Besides having a lot of questions about leadership and coaching, they do have a few injuries. Uh, the defensive side of the ball is really where you want to worry about. Cornerback Jonathan Jones is questionable with a knee injury. Um, we also put linebacker Matthew Judon on IR last week when we were away with that bicep tear. Uh, also keep an eye on Juju Smith-Schuster, who's a little banged up, but it looks like he's going to keep playing through. In New Orleans, again, things, things are a little rough injury-wise here. Offensive linemen uh, really are at a premium here. There are a lot of injuries there. Also, we've got running back Jamal Williams still dealing with that hamstring injury. He is a limited participant this week, potentially potentially coming off IR. We'll see how this goes. Tight end Jawan Johnson isn't practicing today. He's dealing with a calf injury. Wide receiver Chris Olave was limited today with a toe injury. Linebacker Demario Davis was limited with a knee injury, so keep an eye on that on the defensive side of things. And like I said, pretty much every offensive tackle was 
very limited. Uh, a couple of concussions floating around and some high ankle sprains. Not great. Giants were without quarterback Daniel Jones last week. Old T-Mobile Tyrod Taylor was out there for them in a, a T-Mobile revenge game against the Bills. I think it was the first time that the Giants lost in the state of New York in like 15 years or something. Um, but Daniel Jones is dealing with a neck injury. He says he's feeling a lot better. He's trying to play this week against the Commanders. So keep an eye on that. Not sure who's going to be under center just yet. And cornerback Adoree Jackson is questionable. He's dealing with his own neck injury that seems to be contagious in New York right now, which is not good. The Jets are on a bye week. Pretty much Aaron Rodgers just keeps telling everyone how great he is at healing. We're going to keep rolling from that. The Eagles lost just about every defensive player they possibly could this week to injury. Uh, Keep an eye on Darius Slay, Jalen Carter, Reed Blankenship. He's got a rib injury. Probably not going to see him this week. Maybe not for a few more weeks. Cornerback uh, Bradley Robbie. They put wide receiver Kez Watkins on IR yesterday with a hamstring injury. Tackle Lane Johnson's dealing with a, uh, what they're calling a lateral ankle sprain, which is a fun new way to go. We're not just going with high ankle sprains anymore. He's probably not going to play this week. It is a dramatic difference when he's in the game and when he's not. Uh, they also put Cam Jurgens on IR while we were away last week. So. Tough going there. They did, however, work out several wide receivers and signed Julio Jones this afternoon, who you may remember played with A.J. Brown and also played with Olamidius Zacchaeus back in Atlanta. So he's got some some ties here, and unfortunately I think that means Devontae Smith is going to be the odd man out again, but we'll see how that goes. Out in Pittsburgh, tight end Pat Fryermuth is hoping to practice tomorrow. He's been dealing with that hamstring injury. We haven't seen him in, in – uh, healthy for a couple of weeks. We did see him a little bit last week. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson is on IR with a hamstring injury, but he has officially been designated to come back from IR, which is very exciting because they could use the help. And we saw linebacker TJ Watt suffer a dislocated finger, tear multiple ligaments in his hand, and he popped everything back in, figured it's fine. He's just going to have surgery to repair all the damage in the offseason. That dude's crazy. <laughs> in San Francisco, Big name, Christian McCaffrey got knocked out of the game with what they're calling oblique and rib injuries. Um, he had an MRI on Monday. Uh, as of today, he's planning on playing. He's crazy. He's going to do it. I suspect it's fine to just keep rolling in your lineup. But barring a setback, he should be in the in the lineup this week. Tackle Trent Williams was knocked out of the game. He does not have a high ankle sprain. He seems to have just rolled his ankle. He's day-to-day. And wide receiver Debo Samuel is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was knocked out of the game as well. He is also day-to-day and questionable, so those will be game-time decisions. In Seattle, the offensive line is the walking wounded. We're dealing with some knee injuries. A couple of guys went on IR. Uh, we saw Geno Smith spend a lot of time staring up at the lights, all at Tony Romo, which is not ideal. It doesn't look like it's going to get a whole lot better this week. Uh, their defense, particularly their secondary, also dealing with some injuries as well. In Tampa Bay, quarterback Baker Mayfield was diagnosed with a bruise to his left. That's his non-throwing hand. Uh, during the game on Sunday, he's planning to play through, but again, keep an eye on it just in case. The Titans are on a bye, but worth noting, quarterback Ryan Tannehill was knocked out of the game with an ankle injury last week, and they're saying he probably doesn't need surgery. This is the same ankle that he had surgery on last season, so keep an eye on that. There's no real definitive timeline on how he's going to heal here. We'll see how he comes out of the bye week. And the commander is dealing with several injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but most notably defensive end Montez Sweat. He's got a sprained thumb. He's going to be questionable. They need him out there this week uh, going against Sherpa's Giants, but... We have finished the injury report, uh, so really in that time, what have you done? Everything? Nothing? <laughs> Hold my breath. <laughs> we all made it through. This is a plus. <laughs> yeah. Hoping not to injure myself anybody while you left? reading that. But, um, not really, but well, I'll put it in really. your way anyway. So... Uh, let's start with running backs. I think from my perspective, the most interesting names are Jordan Mason with San Francisco and then Zach Evans with the Rams. Uh, Zach Evans is a rookie. Jordan Mason, yeah, that one's a little bit iffier just depending on Christian McCaffrey's status. But um, I think those are the two I'd be the most interested in. Some other names that I would uh, have um, – 
interest in would be Salman Ahmed with Miami, Craig Reynolds with Detroit, Justice Hill with Baltimore, Latavius Murray with um, Buffalo. Uh, Zach Charbonnet has been dropped in a lot of leagues. Uh, he had Seattle. And then with all these running back uh, injuries piling up, um, if you're fortunate and have dodged bullets and don't have an injured running back right now, uh, Leonard Burnett is somebody else who's um, rumored to be signing somewhere within the next few days. Uh, team to be determined, and it's unlikely. There's, get a, there is a lot of needy teams out there. <laughs> but there sure are some teams that could use uh, a, a functional running back. So um, we'll see. Yeah, you know, you mine might not included. be a bad person to <laughs> pick up as a speculative. Um, some others that are out there and widely available, but I'm not quite as keen on include, uh, just because of matchups uh, this week, include uh, Kareem Hunt with Cleveland, Ezekiel Elliott with New England, and uh, Keontae Ingram with uh, Arizona. So thoughts, comments? I mean, I I like I like what you've come up with. There's just not not much else I can add, unfortunately. <laughs> I'd love to, but you you knocked out my whole list. Okay, um, moving yeah. on to wide receivers, the two probably at the top of my list, a little bit uh, under the radar, but uh, Wondell Robinson with my Giants, bit of a homer pick, but he started getting more oh, I like targets and seems to be. Finally healthy, of course, it would help if uh, maybe Daniel Jones were the quarterback this week, but uh, he seemed to do okay last week, even with uh, Tyrod Taylor. And then uh, I know we've had this conversation before, but Rashi Rice with Kansas City, I mean, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, it just seems that other than Travis Kelsey, there's no one clear or even two clear definitive targets in that wide receiver group there in Kansas City. You know, some weeks, you know, it's um, Sky Moore, you know, some of the weeks it's Kadarius yeah. Tony, Rashi Rice, you know, Marcus Valdez, Scanlon. The one thing Rashi Rice has going for him, which you know, others have commented on, but he seems to get targeted on an inordinate amount of his sla- his snaps. I mean, he gets targeted upwards of 25 to 30% of his snaps versus, you know, you look wow. at Sky Moore and he's targeted somewhere between 5 and 10% of his snaps. Of course, problem yeah. is this guy more is on the field a lot more than Rashi Rice is. But for whatever reason, when Rashi Rice is on the field, he definitely uh, seems to be a target magnet for Patrick Mahomes. So here's hoping if you pick him up that uh, maybe he wins some more targets uh, going forward. Yeah. Uh, some other names of interest, uh, Jamison Williams with Detroit, Josh Reynolds also mm-hmm. with Detroit, Josh Downs with Indianapolis, Jackson Smith and Jigbo with Seattle, Darius Slayton with the Giants, Curtis Samuel with Washington, and Kadarius Tony, the aforementioned uh, Kadarius Tony with Kansas City, and some other options that I'm not as high on because of you know, matchups this week include uh, Kendrick Bourne with New England, who had himself a nice game last week in the losing effort, uh, Michael Wilson with Arizona, who had a good couple of good games um, about a month ago and is um, sort of falling back into disrepair or disuse now, and uh, Rashid yeah. Shahid with uh, New Orleans. So, uh, anybody to add to that list? Anybody you're particularly high on? I mean, I really, I really want Jackson Smith and Jigba to to break out. Like, I feel like we're almost there, but I, if he can stash him, I love it. I don't know if I don't know if Geno Smith's going to stay alive enough long enough this week to get him the ball, but. God, he's got so much talent. Like, he could be Garrett Wilson. He just doesn't have the targets for it yet. Tough play behind two okay. all-pro receivers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they have a decent running game, too. So, that's, that's yeah. also, uh, so quarterback-wise, the three that I would be looking to add um, this week, if I needed one, would be Sam Howell with Washington, uh, Joshua Dobbs in spite of his uh, – that's a good performance last week. Uh, he was with Arizona. And then Gardner Minshew, who some reason, for some reason seems to play a lot better when he comes off the bench than when he's an actual he starter. But, uh, <laughs> You're not wrong. Maybe they, can, uh, maybe they can let Sam Ellinger play for a play or two and then uh, make Gardner Minshew think he's going into the game as a, as a backup and see where that gets. Nope, against not the worst weekend. idea. <laughs> I like it. So, um and then uh, if 
if um, Tyrod Taylor, if uh, Daniel Jones isn't back this week, I think he's sort of um, a half-decent option. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield would be okay for me, except for the injuries that they're dealing with. And then some others who are available, but I don't like the matchups as much this week, would be uh, Derek Carr with New Orleans, Zach Wilson with the Jets, and Desmond Ritter with Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't want to be living in a world where I have to start Desmond Ritter, but then again, I started Mike White on team last week, so I'm really not a voice to judge. Well, hopefully that was just a one-week thing and that uh, Jordan Love is back healthy this week for you. I mean, yeah. you know, off the bye and all, so uh, hopefully you can uh, start him with confidence this week. <laughs> We're hoping. And, uh, We're hoping. So... Um, tight end-wise, the two that would be at the top of my list this week, uh, even with Kyle Pitts, for some reason, Johnny Smith has gotten a lot of looks in Atlanta yeah. the last few weeks and made the most of those in two or three games in a row now. Yeah, so, you know, on a team that struggles for offense, he seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, Michael Mayer had a good week, um, rookie tight end for the uh, Raiders and Yep. Some others on the list, although I don't rank them quite as highly, would be Gerald Everett with the Chargers, Taysom Hill with New Orleans, uh, Trey McBride with Arizona, Foster Moreau with New Orleans, Mike Kosicki with uh, New England, and David Njoku with Cleveland. Um, there you go. Dalton Schultz, obviously, um, he's started to uh, live up to his potential, but unfortunately he's on a bye this week. And then Kylan Granson, also somebody I like, but uh, given that he's in the Concussion protocol probably shouldn't be your um, your uh, first choice for a tight end pickup this week. Yeah, yeah, those concussions will slow people down. Not going to be good for the lineup. And defense-wise, there are actually quite a few options uh, this week that I would consider pretty good for streaming. Uh, like the Raiders a lot um, on the road against Chicago, Tampa Bay home against Atlanta. Green Bay on the road at Denver and Jacksonville on the road at New Orleans. I think those are the best of the bunch. Some others yeah. whose matchups I think are a little less attractive, but still maybe worth picking up if you need one or stream one this week. Uh, the Rams are home to Pittsburgh, Seattle home to Arizona, Cleveland on the road at Indianapolis, Indianapolis uh, home to Cleveland, uh, Giants against Washington, Atlanta against Tampa, and Minnesota. Um, home against uh, what could be a banged-up San Francisco team. And then if you're really, really desperate, uh, Washington at the Giants and Chicago hosting uh, Las Vegas. So that's it's probably half the league there, but I expect a lot yeah. of uh, pretty low-scoring games this week. So that's my yeah. long list is a function of that expectation. I, I agree with you there. Unfortunately, yes, not a ton of scoring this week. But good for defenses. Yes, so so shall we uh, get to some uh, position top 10 and void list? Yes, let's talk to be- about people that are actually going to play this week. I love this. <laughs> there okay. are still some people in the league that are active, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> so who do you like uh, running back-wise this week? Um, loving Austin Eckler, partly because, I mean, quite frankly – Someone's going to have to score an awful lot of points against the Kansas City team. Apparently, they're still talking about Taylor Swift showing up, which seems to be a real good luck charm. So I'm expecting big things out of Austin Eckler. He's rested. I'm going to take that into account like that. Uh, I've got Raheem Mostert at two. The Philly defense is not healthy, and they weren't great against the run to begin with. Christian McCaffrey, if he were healthy, would be the top of the list. He's not, so he's down to three. I'm just worried about how much he's going to play. I think when he's on the field, he'll still be dynamic. I just don't know if we're going to decrease the workload, which is probably what should happen, but who really knows. At four, I've got Kenneth Walker, III. Good matchup there. Travis Etienne at running at my top five. Saquon Barkley back, looking looking pretty good last week. I'll keep riding that. Josh Jacobs, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre Swift, and... Alvin Kamara running on my top 10. Bijan Robinson, like a 10A. So I'm just sneaking 11 into the top 10 this week. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got Travis Etienne at the top of my list this week. Like that. Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Pacheco, 
Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Raheem Mostert, Aaron Jones, Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, and Gus Edwards rounding out my top ten. I will mention to Rashad White, James Cook, and Zach Evans. Uh, he has the Los Angeles Rams um, running back. Room, someone, which he might be someone's got to be, someone's gonna be a running back or at least line up there at running back. So you have to think he's going to get some touches. Uh, on the so top of my avoid list, Travis, uh, Tyler Algier, I just I don't see the matchup being quite as fruitful for two running backs to sustain there. Antonio Gibson uh, for Washington, Zach Charbonnet, who we saw come back from the dead last week. I appreciated that. I don't love the matchup this week. Derek McKinnon, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott at all in Philadelphia, Cam Akers, Joshua Kelly, Samaj P. Ryan, Damian Williams, and Saval Ahmed in Miami rounding up my bottom ten. Okay, my avoid list uh, has Austin Eckler at the top, followed by mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson, Alvin Kamara, Ramondre Stevenson, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Alexander Madison, Tyler Algier, Jerome Ford, and Kareem Hunt. Dishonorable mentions to uh, Roshan Johnson, Dante Foreman, Keontae Ingram, Jalen Warren, and Jaleel McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to get excited about that Denver team right now. What about wide receivers? Something you like there? Sure. Uh, Stefan Diggs at the top of my list. Uh, Cooper Cup, who seems to be showing no lingering effects of his injury. Um, yep. Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Zay Flowers, Jalen Waddle, and Wandale Robinson rounding out my top ten. And honorable mentions to DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Jacoby Myers, and Rashi Rice. Look at that. Also, I'm amazed that Jacoby Myers is still this productive. Normally, he has fallen off by this time of the year, but he is He's just outside my top ten, I gotta say. Um, I have Cooper Cup at the top of my list. I will say, just since we were off last week, I was not right in sitting Cooper Cup in his first week back. I did actually do it. I practiced what I preached, but it did not go great for me. Um so we own our mistakes here at the fourth inch show. <laughs> anyway, How do you think it's all healthy. The people are feeling that uh, spends all their uh, free agent budget on the Puka Nakua, you know, week to, I mean, know, one or two of the season, and we're yeah, floating. I guess. I guess the only good thing is they traded Van Jefferson week. away, but like still, I don't. I don't entirely know yeah. how we're going to find offense for all of these guys. Maybe Puka Nakua yeah. can become a running back. That would be very helpful right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, I digress. See, we're solving all the problems here. Don't say we didn't give you anything. So. Cooper Cup firmly back in my lineup at the top of my uh, my top ten list this week. Tyreek Hill at two. Stefan Diggs, a very close third. Uh, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown. Mike Evans all the way up at seven this week. Devontae Adams, Puka Nakua, and Jalen Waddle rounding out my top ten. I think I think we know which games we probably think are going to be higher scoring this week. <laughs> so, um Keenan Allen actually at the top of my avoid list this week, along with DJ Moore. Persuade, you are really not a fan Mari of the Chargers Cooper. this week. <laughs> uh, not so much. Amari no. Cooper, Michael Thomas, Kendrick Bourne, Jordan Addison, Drake London, Marquise Brown, and George Pickens, and dishonorable mentions to the Denver uh, duo of uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah, both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton ended up on my list. Um, so did George Pickens, Drake London in Atlanta, Elijah Moore in Cleveland, mostly because I don't know who's going to be throwing him the football. If it's Deshaun Watson, I like Elijah Moore better, but not with DTR and P.J. Walker. He's just not getting the looks. Kadarius Tony also made the list. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zay Jones, Jahan Dotson, and Oda. Hey, who do you like quarterback-wise for this week? Well, it's unfortunately I did not put Gardner Minshew at the top of my list. Just I can justify a lot of things, but I can't justify that. Uh, I do, I however, have, have him on my list at all, so uh, maybe that's an I, oversight on my part. I don't know. 
it might be. It might be. Um, I do have Jalen Jalen Hurts at the top of my list, <laughs> and followed closely by Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert at four, and Josh Allen rounding out my top five. I've got Lamar Jackson down at six, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Sam Howell, and Jordan Love rounding out my top ten. Okay, I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, Tua Tagovailoa, Lamar Jackson. Matthew Stafford, Geno Smith, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, assuming they're healthy enough to play, Baker Mayfield, yep. whoever starts for the Giants this week between uh, Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones, and then Jalen Hurts rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Sam Howell, and Jordan Love. Okay. Um, just for what it's worth, do you know that Jared Goff has thrown more passes, completed more passes of 20 or more yards this year than anyone else in the NFL? Not to a tongue of Iloa, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> How many of those has he actually thrown 20 yards versus throwing them uh, 10 or 12 yards? Let's, 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 let's not get into semantics here. He doesn't have to throw the ball over the mountains. He's just got to get Damn himself to throw him faster than their defender. <laughs> No, anyway, <laughs> that did not keep him off my avoid list. I have him on my avoid list this week, uh, along with Russell Wilson, who I think might forever be on my avoid list. Kirk Cousins, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Joshua Dobbs, Daniel Jones, slash Tyrod Taylor, slash Saquon Barkley, whoever's going to take snaps under center. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Derek Carr, Brian Hoyer, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, there's... There's a lot to not like this week at quarterback. So my avoid list has uh, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Joshua Dobbs, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett, uh, Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, uh, whoever starts for Cleveland, Deshaun Watson or P.J. Walker, and then uh, whoever starts for uh, Chicago also on my avoid list, uh, Tyson Badgett, uh not uh, not yeah. on him. No, no. I mean, he survived. That's about the best we can say from last week. Uh, yeah, I want more than survive for my fantasy team. Although some of my fantasy <laughs> teams are struggling to survive right now. So I'm sure. Than that. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, Tyson. You're not making the roster. Not this week. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, tight end wise, uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Mark yeah. Andrews, yeah. Evan Ingram, Mike Mayer, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle, who's had a very strange couple of weeks catching three touchdown passes one week and then barely getting targeted the next week. Uh, Kate yeah. Otten, Sam Laporta, Dawson Knox, and Logan Thomas rounding out my top ten. Okay. Uh, also, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Uh, Mark Andrews at two as well. I've got Sam Laporta all the way up to three. TJ Hawkinson at four, and Darren Waller rounding out my top five. Uh, Evan Ingram checking in at six. Dallas Goddard. George Kittle all the way down at eight. Again, I just think the matchup's better. Um, Kyle Pitts and Cole Kvent rounding out the top ten. Okay. Here we've got a little less agreement. I've got TJ Hawkinson at the top of my avoid list. Pat Firemuth, Hunter Henry, (laughs) uh, David Njoku, Zach Ertz. Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, uh, whoever plays tight end this week for the uh, Saints, whether it's Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, or Foster Moreau, uh, Mike Gesicki, and Greg Dalsich also on my avoid list for tight ends. Mike Gesicki on the avoid list. He's a wheeze. Um, He's got a permanent <laughs> lifetime membership on that list. Uh, Literally never. Never. <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think they've got bigger problems. Before you him. pick Atlanta, I think you'll pick Atlanta before okay. I recommend Mike Gesicki. Ooh, again. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. That's a, that's quite a stretch. We're, we're going three plus years on this. What um, would be awesome is if Mike Gesicki signs with Atlanta at some point in the oh, future. Oh, my nightmare! <laughs> my nightmare <laughs> scenario. <laughs> And Gardner Minshew or C.J. Beathard are throwing the ball. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to think about buying a Falcons jersey at that point. (laughs) 
I have to go all in. Oh, it'd be terrible. Luckily, the Falcons don't seem to want to do intelligence things, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> I, however, uh, am a little more worried about Pat Fryer-Booth. I've got him on my avoid list this week. Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, uh, mostly because I have them on teams and I keep getting burned by them, and I'm just really tired of it. Uh, Dawson Knox at all, uh, Dalton Kincaid, everybody out in Buffalo, Hunter Henry, Michael Mayer, Jawan Johnson and the gang in New Orleans, Kate Otten, and Trade McBride running out my top, like, 15, or bottom 15 at this point. <laughs> okay. How about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? Well, as as you said, we got a low-scoring low game, so it was actually kind of hard to narrow down 10. Uh, I like the Bills a lot. Hard not to. The Browns, I think, again, like you said, Gardner Minshew struggles when he's not actually coming in in relief. The 49ers, the Buccaneers, and the Rams rounding out my top five. The Commanders checking in at six. Uh, the Seahawks, the Giants, the Raiders, and the Packers rounding out my top ten. We have quite a bit of overlap. I think we've overlapped on okay. the top ten. I've got uh, Buffalo also at the top of my list. Jacksonville, Raiders, Green Bay. Seattle, the Rams, Kansas City, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, and Indianapolis rounding out my top ten. Okay, yeah, so we got we got some overlap there. Um, bottom ten, I suspect there will be some overlap here as well. <laughs> I've got the Steelers, the Falcons, the Bears, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Vikings, Chargers. I actually have the Broncos down here like three times. I really just don't want to start them in any capacity. <laughs> so I've got the Chargers at the top of my list. Um, New England, Arizona, Detroit, Chicago, Washington, Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia, all defenses I would be trying to avoid this week. Yeah. Yeah, there there's gonna be some there's gonna be some tough tough defenses out there this week. There's not a lot to defend them. If you will. <laughs> but I know we're down three games this week, but we do have some games to pick. How are you feeling about them this week? Are you feeling as good as your picks mm-hmm. were last week? No. Uh lots of low scoring <laughs> games, anything could happen, so in a word no. But we'll okay. see. Um, first up, Thursday night game starts the uncertainty for me. Jacksonville on the road Perfect. at New Orleans. Um, Jacksonville playing a lot better, especially on defense in recent weeks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence's status is kind of worrisome, at least for me. Maybe not so much for you with C.J. Beathard on the bench. But, I would uh, really love to see Travis not play or Trevor not play any quarterback this week, but I don't think I'm going to get that lucky. All right, so – Anyway, um, New Orleans has a banged up or had a banged up quarterback of their own in Derek Carr. Um, Yeah. This is, uh, I think this is going to start off a week of low scoring games. Um, I think Jacksonville is just a little bit better team, even with Alvin Kamara back. I think they're uh, slightly better than New Orleans. I'll go with Jacksonville by touchdown, 24-17. Okay. Um, I I respect the New Orleans defense, I think, a little bit more than most people do. Uh, so I think Jacksonville, Travis Etienne, probably the star of this show here, um, because whoever's going to be playing quarterback is going to have to deal with that secondary, and I don't want to do that. But, like you said, I don't think New Orleans is quite firing on all cylinders, and the defense of Josh Allen and the rest of the guys there on that Jaguars defense have been playing pretty good. So I'm going to Take Jacksonville, despite anyone playing quarterback here, whoever it's going to be, C.J. Uh, Bethard, Trevor Lawrence, you know, the Sherpa, whoever it's going to be, I'm going to take Jacksonville to win 24 to 20. Thursday night games, man. Always weird. All right. Uh, first up for Sunday, we've got uh, Tampa Bay hosting Atlanta. Um, both of these teams in the NFC South seem to be uh, – stuck in neutral at best. Um, I, I know you never pick Atlanta this week. I'm going to follow suit and say that uh, Baker Mayfield, um, even if he's banged up, is, is still a much better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. So I'll go with Tampa yeah. Bay by a field goal at home, 24-21. Okay. 
Okay, I think this is actually going to be even lower scoring. I am not real confident in either of these teams, but like you said, Baker Mayfield with a hand bruise, I'm feeling a lot better than than whatever Desmond Ritter is doing and whatever the play calling setup is here because we can't be taking multiple delay of game penalties and almost penalties on the goal line with the game online. That was just chaos last week. Um, so I'm picking Tampa Bay to win 20-14. to 14. I'm not even entirely sure Atlanta can score 14 points, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. This is going to be a forgettable game. I wish Tampa Bay wore the cream school uniforms all the time. That's that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Buffalo on the road against New England. I keep waiting for New England to bounce back, but it seems yeah. to be apparent over the last – few weeks that maybe that's just not in the cards and that this team is really, really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Buffalo wins this in a route. I'll go with the final score of Buffalo 30, New England 14 as the carnage continues. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, I, I would love to see what Mac Jones looks like on a team that's not the New England Patriots. I just, I'd like to know if he's a good quarterback or not because I can't really tell here. Um, but I think that the New England it is just not something that can be overcome in any way, shape, or form, especially not against Buffalo, even with a, a banged-up Josh Allen and everyone else, the entire defense. Um, I, I'm still picking Buffalo. I've got them winning 33-20, to 20 and, and a lot of those New England points are in garbage time. Not pretty. Okay. okay, Indianapolis hosting Cleveland. I know you're all excited about Gardner Minshew. Um, not sure who the quarterback is, so it's going to. <laughs> we don't know. We don't even know what the other quarterback in this game is going to be. There's only one you can get excited about right now. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that they were able to beat San Francisco with PJ Walker, and I think yeah. uh, the luck runs out for them this week. Indianapolis, I like the two-headed backfield that they have right now with Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor, and I think. Uh, Gardner Mitchell will be able to do just enough through the air with Michael Pittman to keep Cleveland honest. And I'll pick uh, Indianapolis by a field goal at home. I'll say Indianapolis 24, Cleveland 21. I'm actually picking against Gardner Minshew. I know, I know. But this Cleveland defense, I think, is really for real. And Gardner Minshew threw three picks last week. Probably should have been four. I'm not entirely sure that's going to get a whole heck of a lot better this week. I love Jonathan Taylor back. I love how this this running back uh, tandem is going. I think it's great for everybody. But the Colts defense has not played up to their capability. They just have one of their better defenders get suspended for six weeks for PED use, which is not ideal. Uh, And I I think Miles Garrett in this defense is going to cause a lot of problems. Gardner Minshew is going to turn the ball over one too many times. And I think Cleveland – 823. Okay. So um, next game up is Baltimore hosting Detroit, and it's tempting to pick Detroit here because, you know, they're definitely you know, in that, in my mind, in that second tier uh, right below um, San Francisco and Philadelphia yeah. so far. And, you know, Jared Goff, I don't think he gets enough respect and, you know, just now their running back situation is a bit of a mess. Whether that's going to cause Jared Goff to pass 65 times or what, I don't know. But I just think that uh, Lamar Jackson will be able to pull this one out of the fire um, and throw just enough to keep Detroit honest. And I'll go with Baltimore by field goal, 27-24. I got the same score, but I've got the reverse. Oh, God. I uh, I think Jared Goff and the fighting Motor City Dane Campbells are going to do just enough, even on the road, potentially in the elements. My big concern is Lamar Jackson is a little careless with the football, and I'm not entirely sure what our game plan is for when we have a lead the way that they're calling plays. Uh, it, it's concerning to see the last couple of weeks when they get up how, how the play calling kind of is deteriorated. So I'm more worried about that. I think Detroit can overcome the running back issues. I, I think Jared Goff could throw 65 times, and it might be all right. I think that it's it's going to be a, a very physical game. I think it's going to feel like it, an AFC North game. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of hard hitting, but I've, I've got Detroit winning by the field goal. Okay. Next up we've got uh, sticking with the uh, Midwest teams. We've got uh, the Chicago Bears hosting 
Las Vegas, this could be another battle with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. I just think Las Vegas has a little bit more in the skill position. Brian Hoyer has got experience for what that's worth, um, more so than the um, Tyler Badgen for sure, but uh, Tyson Badgen. But um, yeah. I just uh, I, I think Las Vegas, you know, between Josh Jacobs on the ground and if they have to throw it, um, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams, I just think they've got more offensive talent here. And I'll go with them to win yeah. this one pretty easily. I'll say Vegas 27, Chicago 17. I've got a closer game. I've got I've got Vegas winning 21-13. I just I'm not entirely confident in either of these offenses to move the football. Um, but like you said, I think Vegas is a little more functional. Brian Hoyer looks a little better. Yeah, it's just this is a a forgettable game, unfortunately. But I got Vegas 21-13. Okay, and then we've got the next up, the New York Giants, finally playing a home one o'clock game for the first time this season in Week yeah. Seven. Uh, up against the Washington Commanders. And um, even if Tyrod Taylor ends up being the quarterback here, I liked what their defense was able to do against Buffalo. I like the fact that Saquon Barkley is back. And uh, call me a homer, but I'm going to pick them to win this game by a field goal. I'll also go with uh, the Giants 27 over Washington 24 here. Okay. Um, we, again, we're very close, except I'm going the other way. I've got Washington scoring 28 and the Giants scoring 23. I think I liked a lot of what I saw from the Giants last week. I'm hoping Daniel Jones is back under center, but I really like this commander's defense. I think Sam Howell is is better than we maybe have anticipated. I think that I really like watching this commander's team play. Saquon Barkley being back is great, but I think there's still some some issues, particularly on that offensive line, that are going to be a problem for the Giants this week. Okay, now shifting to the Sunday late games, Arizona traveling up to Seattle in an NFC West matchup. Uh, Arizona has shown glimmers of hope on offense this season, even with uh, Joshua Dobbs, their quarterback, but I just think uh, Seattle has too much talent and at home, you know, I think they you know, run away with us. I'll go with the final score of Seattle 30, Arizona 20. I think Seattle scoring 28, Arizona scoring 17. I would like to be wrong about that. I'd like Arizona to be better. Like you said, Josh Dobbs had some real signs of life, and I, I thought they had a good thing going, but ever since the James Conner injury, things have been a little rough. Um, Seattle's got to get this O-line figured out and figured out quick. Uh, Geno Smith throwing for 300-plus yards, and he – can't can't complete a pass in the second half. Like it's terrifying. Um, but but I've got Seattle winning, winning by a lot. Unfortunately, sorry Arizona. Okay, uh, next up we've got the Rams, uh, who had a couple of false starts this season, but generally playing much better than I certainly thought they would. And they're hosting the Steelers, who've been a disappointment. And I just think. Uh, Somebody will step up at running back for the Rams. Um, not quite sure who that's going to be. It. My bet would be Zach Evans, but uh, I could be wrong about that. But uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe it's Puka or Tutu, but uh, I think we'll stick with a conventional running back. We'll see. But anyway, I just think they've got a little bit more talent than Pittsburgh, which is struggling for reasons I don't totally understand. But uh, anyway, I'll go with uh, Rams 27 over Steelers 20 here. The Rams scoring 30 points and the Steelers scoring 20. And I'm also not entirely sure where those 20 points are going to come from. Um, I'm thinking at least one defensive touchdown. But, yeah, this this Steelers team is tough to watch. They shouldn't be as bad as they are. They're sort of getting a little healthier. But Matt Stafford, the the walking wounded all the time, and Cooper Cup just came right back in seamlessly. I mean, even without a running back, I think they're going to be just fine this week. Right, uh, Green Bay traveling to Denver, coming off of Green Bay's um, bye week. Yeah, Denver just, yeah. You know, oh, sorry, but they're they're just really rough. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, you know, they might have beaten the Commanders a couple weeks back, but uh, losing to the Jets at home and you know, not even thinking about the Miami game. But uh, I think Green Bay is starting to get a little bit healthier, wide receiver and all. Hopefully, more so uh, coming off the bye week, but. Uh, I'll go with them to win this by a touchdown, 24-17, and I could easily see this being worse, uh, depending on 
and how Green Bay's defense is able to handle Denver's offense. Yeah, I've, I've got Green Bay winning 27-13. I, the Russell Wilson experience is, is not working here, and I don't know if that's Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's Sean Payton. I don't know if it's a combination of things. I They shouldn't be as bad as they are, but they're terrible. It's hard to watch them play football, and I'm going to try really hard to not watch them play football this week because it's going to be pretty forgettable. Hopefully Jordan Love throws for a million yards because my fantasy team really needs it. <laughs> well, it didn't work with uh, Nathaniel Hackett as their uh, coach last no. year, and it's not working. And Nathaniel with, Hackett uh, seems to be doing just fine for himself now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have thought that uh, you know Zach Wilson would be a functional NFL quarterback? But uh, here we are. Um, Kansas yeah. City hosting the Chargers. You were very I, not I just, high on the Chargers here. <laughs> No, I, I'm not, and you know, I, I thought they would lose to the Cowboys last night, but I thought it would be a higher scoring game than it turned out to be. But I just, yeah, I, I don't know if it's coaching or what, but that team just the Chargers—they seem so much more talented than what they actually achieved. Uh, Kansas City, on the other hand, sometimes you look at them and you say, okay, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but you know they're good on defense and somehow they make it all work. And uh, I'll go with Kansas City to win this one pretty easily. I'll say Kansas City 31 and Chargers 20. I am a little higher on the Chargers, I think, as as proven by my top 10 list, but I, I think they're going to hang around here. Kansas City, while they're good, to throw to someone other than Travis Kelsey. There's got to be more diversity here. They've got to figure out a way because at some point someone's going to figure out to stop, how to stop them. I'm, I'm not sure how, but they're going to have to figure it out. And the Chargers, I think, are going to do at least a decent job of that. They're going to slow them down a little bit. Um, I've got the the Chiefs scoring 28. I've got the Chargers scoring 23. I think they hang around and make a game of this. Maybe Austin the Chargers defenders should all here. dress up as uh, Taylor Swift and hope for an offensive pass interference on every play. Just bedazzle all of the uniforms. I think that would be fine. <laughs> Okay. Then we uh, come to the exactly. Now we come to the Sunday night game, which I think is going to be the most interesting game of the week. Um, Depending on how injured uh, Philadelphia is and how they're able to overcome that, but uh, Miami, um, this will be the battle of the former Alabama quarterbacks. Of course, um, Jalen Hurts was Alabama's quarterback until uh, Tua came along, but. I, I think that uh, two is going to get the best of this matchup. I just think uh, Miami's offense is a little bit higher octane than uh, Philadelphia's so far, and their defense seems to be a little bit healthier. So I'll go with Miami yeah. even on the road to win this by a field goal. I'll say Miami 27, Philadelphia 24 as the Eagles go down to their second uh, straight defeat, and there's much uh, rejoicing, uh, rejoicing and uh, merriment in, in the motherland of New Jersey. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, as as you guys may know, both Sherp and I live in the greater Philadelphia area, and it's it's between the Phillies and the Eagles right now, things are a little wild out here. So if, if the Eagles continue to lose, it's going to take a dark turn. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that's going to happen again this week. If Lane Johnson were playing and were had two healthy legs, I might be able to see Philadelphia hanging around here, but – it's hard to overcome the fact that there is a giant hole in that offensive line and there is absolutely no secondary to speak of. I've got Miami winning 30-26. to 26. Uh, I, I absolutely think this is the most competitive and probably the highest scoring game of the weekend, but I just can't see a way short of, like, half of Miami getting food poisoning that, that the Eagles can win this game. Sorry, Eagles fans. I, I still think Philadelphia's talented enough to win, but I just think all the injuries they yeah. have right now are going to be a little bit much to it's, overcome. It's but we'll see. It, it wouldn't shock me yeah. if the Eagles win, but uh, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, and my pick probably reflects that. So last up, we've got the Monday night game. Uh, Minnesota You know, lost Justin Jefferson a couple weeks ago. They still managed to beat a really lousy Chicago team on the road last week. Now they're coming home against a San Francisco team that may be without Devo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I, I still don't think it matters. I think 
San Francisco is going to figure out, you know, it's had a whole week. It's one thing to lose guys in the middle of the game and have to figure it out. It's another thing to yeah. know for a whole week you're going to be without them and uh, make plans plan around that. I think um, this isn't going to be easy for San Francisco, but I, I do think that they win this game. Uh, although San Francisco 24, Minnesota 20. Okay, I could say Francisco scoring 28, Minnesota scoring 21. I think it's a, a little more scoring, but I mean, it's it's not going to be raining. We're going to be inside. Miles Garrett's not on the other side of the football. Uh, like you said, we're uh, the 49ers are a little healthier, and I I just there's not a lot that scares you about Kirk Cousins and like KJ Osborne on the other side of the matchup. No offense, you guys, but like didn't put up any fantasy points for me last week. Um, so I think San Francisco bounces back. Uh, Minnesota hangs around in typical Kirk Cousins fashion, but they're not not really in any threat of or danger of winning this game. Um, so we have we have taken you through your injuries, your waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, game predictions. We've got a couple of daily fantasy picks for you, and then we're going to send you out into the world. You're, you can dominate the water cooler, your daily fantasy league, season long fantasy league. We got you covered on all aspects. Remember, when it comes to daily fantasy picks. We know you know who to pick, who to spend the big dollars on. These are just a couple of guys that are mid to low price that will help you secure that victory and pay for the guys you want to put in the lineup. At quarterback, value-wise, Josh Dobbs, not terrible. The price is right. Gardner Minshew, price is right. (laughs) Geno Smith, if you want to reach a little bit, uh, he's going to have to throw a million times. Uh, At running back, Justice Hill, I think, is very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of tandems you can look at if you're really looking for a stretch. Maybe you look at a Kenneth Gainwell if you really need a, a deeper, cheaper option. He's going to get some looks out of the backfield there. At wide receivers, A. Flowers is very interesting. Wandale Robinson we talked about earlier. Rashi Rice, Terry McLaurin. Tight ends, Trey McBride, Michael Mayer, I think are both great options there. And defenses, like Sherpa talked about, there's an awful lot of good ones this week. They're all pretty well-priced. Um, but Seattle and the Giants probably will give you the most bang for your buck. So there you have it. We've given you a little bit of everything. As always, if this hour just isn't enough, find us all over social media. You can find us on Twitter, slash X, slash whatever, at the number 4, THN, Inches Show, at JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4, THN, Inches Show, at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, you can listen to any of the 200-plus back episodes at any time, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. We'll be back with you next week on Tuesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we will be every week. And good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.